This is Indie Business Podcast, Season 1, Episode 7. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I am your host, mentor, and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. My goal is to help makers and handmade entrepreneurs build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. On this episode, I'll introduce you to Lynn Elko of Emma's Friends Soaps and Lotions in Tamaqua, Pennsylvania. After a successful career in a traditional corporate job that she loved, Lynn started Emma's Friends in 2008 after discovering that her baby daughter had significant health challenges. The business is actually named for her daughter, Emma. Lynn quit her job and began making products to give to her daughter's medical team, and today her products can be found in bed and breakfasts, at local markets, in spas and boutiques, at her website, and in two Emma's Friends retail locations in the town where she lives. When you listen to my conversation with Lynn, you'll discover how you can plan your business and still be flexible enough to change it and tweak it as you go. We all know about that if we're moms, right? She'll share what she's doing right now in this moment today to prepare for a successful new year, and you'll enjoy hearing how the tough decision to exit her job for the benefit of her family has created joy, not just for happy customers, but also for Lynn, her husband, and their beautiful daughter, Emma. You can get a summary of this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash seven. I'll be right back with Lynn Elko. Hello there, Lynn. Where am I talking to you from today? Hello, Donna Maria. I am in beautiful Northeast Pennsylvania, just at the bottom tip of the Poconos in Tamaqua, Pennsylvania. Now, Lynn Elko, you own Emma's Friends Soaps and Lotions. Tell us a little bit about that business. What do you offer? We make, uh, like a lot of indies out there, we make handcrafted soaps, lotions, lip balms, scrubs, bath soaks, um, room and linen sprays and things of that nature. Now, Lynn, you know, you have a very interesting background that led up to the start of your business. You have quite a corporate career history. Tell us a little bit about that and then bring us to the point where you decided to start your own business. Sure. Um, I, the last position that I had was VP of production at a company called Educational Impact, which was a um, digital developer of educational online tools for administrators and teachers. So it, we work to teach teachers and, and administrators how to do their jobs better. So I traveled extensively all around the U.S., visiting high-performing schools and talking to educational researchers and authors about best practices and how those could be implemented in the classroom and in the administrative level. And I really did love my job. And that perhaps makes me a little bit different from some of the indies and um, just on the different boards that I'm on. I know there are a lot of people that don't enjoy their jobs, but I, I truly did. I loved what I got to do. Um, and, um, and I was always involved in the creative process, but in that regard, the assets were digital. And I have come to learn that physical manufacture is a completely different ball of wax. Indeed it is. <laughs> yes. So, so your background was, um, you know, taking you in, in lots of travel. When I, when I read a little bit about you in your bio, I know that you traveled a lot and, 
Um, and then you decided to have a baby. Oh, heavens to Mercatroyd. Yes, I did. yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> and that changed everything, didn't it? It did. It, it wasn't the plan that it was going to change everything. I'm a totally <laughs> type A person, so I always have a plan for everything. It, it would appear anyway. Um, but we had Emma and she was typical and we had actually hired a nanny to take care of her in our home mm -hmm. because I did travel a bunch. Um, and I had fully planned to stay in place with my job. We were going through at the time venture cap funding and we had a lot of interviews with those folks and they were all sure that I was going to leave as soon as I had a baby. And I said, no, no, I'm here. I'm here for the long haul. This is my passion. I love what I do. And then we became aware of Emma's medical concerns and that just totally changed the equation. Um, and we had hired, I had hired somebody to take over my travel when I, when I knew I wouldn't be able to travel by FAA regulations anymore. And that person came on and after two years of travel, because it was a lot of travel, she just said, no, I'm done. This is just too much. And uh, I was called up to start doing some things. So I was able actually, I put Emma in the car with the nanny and my assistant and we drove to a couple different places and we'd get to the hotel and they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, really? So <laughs> let us in, we have work to do. Um, but when it required me to fly for the first time and leave Emma, I was in Memphis and um, the, the thing that was the hardest is Emma is not able to have, pardon me if I get gross on you guys, have a bowel movement without herself on her own. So it has to be initiated. And when I knew I was away and she couldn't do that, it just, it broke my heart and mm -hmm. I just, I had to get on the next plane and come home and I got home at one o'clock and I got into bed and I said, my husband, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. I just can't do this anymore. And, um, so I gave them four months notice. I hired my replacement. I stayed on for six months as a consultant and everything transitioned beautifully. That lady is still in that position. So it went well. Um, but it was just, it was a life changer for me. Now, Lynn, it's one thing to, uh, have something big like that happen in your life and take a look at your career and say, okay, I can't do this particular career this way anymore. It's quite another thing to have that same thing happen and say, I can't do this career anymore. I'm going to start a business. <laughs> tell, us about, <laughs> tell us about how that, you know, came to occur because that's just not crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Well, you said you were type A, so maybe that has to <laughs> has to do with a part of it. But I would imagine that the the things that you had to uh, sift through in your mind were significant. And so maybe some of our listeners are having to deal with that as well. What are some of the things that you considered when you when you made that move? I mentioned that I came into soap making. I think I mentioned the, or indie business a little bit different. Um, and I, I came into business differently as well. I, I was on the board of our local United Cerebral Palsy. And, um, and in that position, I, I saw that there was a lack of work for adults with disabilities. So I had been making soaps and things as gifts for Emma's teachers and therapists. When I stopped working, I couldn't afford the beautiful gifts that I was buying them. So I started making things. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think that I looked at it like, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to do this. It was, I saw that there was a need for work for adults with disabilities that I thought would be something that they would want to do, like something that Emma would want to do, because a lot of the work isn't very lovely. 
And so I saw that need and I saw people asking to buy the gifts that I was giving them. And I thought, oh, solution, Mm -hmm. we'll start a business and we'll employ them. And um, so although I'm I'm very type A, I, I tell you, in this business, I have not approached it the way I wish I had <laughs> looking back. Um, and I think that's, you know, one of the benefits of life. You have that opportunity to look back and go, wow, what was I thinking? And sometimes I think, geez, what was I thinking? I didn't have a very solid plan. Well, you know, we, we all might be able to look back and, and say that one thing that stands out, it shines so brightly in your story, Lynn, is that you saw an opportunity and you took one step toward it and then, wow, there's another opportunity as a result of the last step I took and I'm going to do that. And oh my goodness, there's another one, right? So it wasn't like it was all planned out. And, and I think that that is part of the beauty of entrepreneurship, particularly on a micro level, is that you can put one foot in front of the other and go one step at a time and, and not worry about exactly having it all you know, planned out to the micro um, all the way over the next five years. I do agree. I do think that there is a lot of benefit to a plan, and that might be my type A coming out. Um, and as I look back on Emma's friends, uh, this this year has been a regrouping year for me, mm-hmm. um, and it's really helped me to see how I have been in a wag the dog situation. Um, and it might be because of our life. You know, every three to six months we have another medical thing that comes up with Emma, and it just stops me from being able to do what it is that we need to do to advance the business. And those kind of steady interruptions have been a challenge to me and and to the business. But now that I look back at it, I go, geez, you know, I never really put a plan in place. And a lot of times it's okay not to have a plan. We've grown organically and it's been really lovely. And because I haven't had a plan, I've had less pressure. Um, I think on myself to meet specific goals. But I do think roadmaps are really helpful. I and that- absolutely, absolutely agree. And and just having having the ability to have a plan, but also be flexible enough to tweak it and change it as you go. Yes. Is is just such a one. I mean, I have I have a family as well, and so we have different sorts of issues from what you're describing. But I gotta tell you, from time to time, something <laughs> does happen that makes that makes everything stop and everything has to be restructured and rechanged yes. and uh, we were just talking yesterday about you know when when my kids were very young we could all have dinner together and um you know every day at 5 30 everybody was at the table and now there's mm-hmm. football and soccer and dance and all that stuff and it's like if we can put together one weekday <laughs> when we actually have dinner we're really lucky and that forces me to change the plan that i have yes and that is the beauty of a small business when yes. you are the driver it allows you to make adjustments that meet your needs. And and that's something, you know, as I looked at, you know, did I want to go back into the career force, into the job force? Would I have that flexibility when Emma starts taking seizures all of a sudden? Can I get there? Can I get her to the hospital? Right. Um, you know, when potty parts start dislocating, you know, right. can, can I just leave what I need to do? And I have that. And that is such a tremendous gift that this business has given us. Um, and I'm forever grateful for that because whatever, whatever happens, Emma must be first. Yes. And, and that's the beauty of a small business. And, and you can decide what that looks like every day. 
And sometimes that's not fun. <laughs> I know. Well, let's, let's talk about that too, because, you know, we all, we, it's great, you know, do what you love and live the life you love and have a passion and everything will happen. It'll be wonderful. And, and there right. are some wonderful parts about it, but th- those challenges, let, let's talk a little bit about the mindset that you feel an, a maker and a handmade entrepreneur has to have when they realize that it's not about making the wonderful stuff all day. Uh, every day, so much as it is about putting the systems in place that that help all that come together. Oh, I so badly need systems. This is the part when I look back and go, really, Lynn, what what have you been doing? Um, and it's funny because I'm going to give you a plug. Over the years, I've, I have been on IBN and I've been looking. I'm not real active. I just don't have time in my life to fit a whole lot of extra stuff in. But sure. I, I am a stalker. I, you know, I've click and read through and, and I've heard you say time and again, um, work on your business, not in your business. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time I heard that, but did not absorb it. Mm-hmm. And it's such a subtle difference in those two little vowels that you change out. <laughs> um, and they make a tremendous difference when you actually pay attention to how those, how that vowel switch impacts what you're doing. And so for the longest time, I was working in my business thinking, okay, well, I'm scheduling shows. I'm doing Facebook. I'm sending out my mail layers and I'm emailing my email list and my postcards and my show schedule. And I'm working, I'm working on my business, but really I was still working in my business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I wasn't looking at the whole picture and, and, um, and that has been my biggest challenge. I have had my head down plowing through stuff for years and it never took the time to look up and you know I think that that's that's okay I think don't we all do that for a while I know for example just just myself for the longest time I was I was you know in 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 I mean there was just there was just mounds of dirt on top of me mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's just for a period of time and you know now and maybe you you can relate to this it's more like well i i do time chunks like in this period of time on this day i'm working in my business and then i'm working on my business over here cuz i still have to show up and you know i do do you find that as well that it's more of a uh integration of the two as it is you know just one or the other what do you think it is. I'm starting to evolve to that point. I'm. I still don't have my systems in place. Um, I fresh out of the GMP course this past <clears throat> couple of months, and I have a whole lot to implement in getting my SOPs in place so that other people can pick up where I have to step out to both work on the business and then also just be a part of my family. So yes, I'm. Yes. I'm working on that. That that will probably be our goal for January after we get through Christmas. There's not enough time at this point to implement all of that and get all of that in place. But that is my goal for Q1 2015 is to get all those systems in place so that I can step out more readily. Um, because Emma has required it. Now she's yeah. finally getting to the point where she's engaging with us, which is so exciting. She's 12 and a half. And to have her actually make eye contact with us and for her to want to be in our presence or us to be in her presence, I should say, mm-hmm. you know, it, it makes me want to not be working all the time. For the longest time, she didn't really engage and she didn't care. As long as we were in the same space, that was enough because that's all she could manage. And, but that's not the situation anymore. So I really need to put those systems in place and I I can't wait for it. I cannot wait to be able to do that so that I can spend less time working in the business 
and chunking out. And the other thing I have a tendency to do, and I'm sure I'm not alone, is I get overwhelmed. I look at all the things that I have to do and I get paralyzed by that. Mm-hmm. And that has been something that I've just come to recognize in the past probably 18 months that I don't have to do everything right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I want to do everything mm-hmm. right now, but you know, I have to prioritize and I have to figure out what's the most important thing that I have to do right now and then work on the things that can be done maybe a little bit, chunking out little pieces of time for those things. Yes, yes. And and I love that you're sharing this. And thank you so much for your authenticity because, you know, I, I think what you're talking about are things that all of us face in one way or another. In, you know, different ways, we're different people, different families, mm-hmm. different business models. But, you know, the, the truth is that, that, you know, it's a good thing for us to acknowledge, you know, just right here for everyone who's going to listen to this all over the world on iTunes, etc., that, you know, we don't walk around saying we're overwhelmed. Because who wants to hear that? We want you to buy our product. But let me just tell you that there is a lot of overwhelm involved, and we can control it to some extent. But when an opportunity pops up out of nowhere on the day that you have your systems planned perfectly, and you're (laughs) the only person who can take advantage of that opportunity, well, guess what? either either the systems have to go or you miss the opportunity. And there are times right. when that happens and you just kind of have to, as you said, I, I love this part. It's just really remember what the priority is and be flexible and not get so hard on yourself when the system doesn't work on Tuesday the 29th. You have to wait for it to work on Wednesday the 30th, you know? Mm-hmm. Amen, sister. Oh, well, just, I just feel this so strongly because, you know, I'm a mom with two kids and I see that, you, you know, you're, you're a wife and a mom and your business is just, everything is so beautiful. And, you know, I don't see overwhelm when I look at it, but the <laughs> truth is as, as women, we know that there's just, I don't, I don't, because, you know, when I'm, I, I'm looking for the lotion and the soap and I want to buy something, I'm not looking for that. And so, but, you know, as entrepreneurs and woman to woman entrepreneurs, certainly we can we can share that that's the case. And really, Lynn, just encourage other people who are listening that, you know, you're not different because you can't figure this out perfectly, right? Right. Doesn't and I ha- think that's the hardest thing. We look at other people's websites and we look at their blogs and everything looks so great. Um, but we're all human. Yeah. And we're all going through stuff. And, you know, we can't compare it to ourselves to everyone else. We have to look at what fits us, what's yeah. working for us, change what's not working for us. But, um, you know, it's it's so easy to look at other websites and go, geez, look at how great they're doing. Yeah. They must be fan- doing fantastically and going on vacation and doing pedicures. And, right, right. You know, <laughs> And, you know, we're and maybe and, and maybe they are. And that's great. And, but... and great. great. <laughs> yes. I hope yes. you call me to make an appointment with me. I'll go yes. with you. Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. But, um, but yeah, I think it's important that we all recognize that, you know, it's a process and yes. we're all going through it and it's ever changing. Yes. Yes. And, you know, let, let's stick with that for a second, because as, as you and I talk this through, there's so many people that I talk with who say, well, you know, my goal is to, you know, be exactly like this. And they point me to a website and say, this is it. And I'm like, okay, well, you started last month and she's been in business for 12 years. And so I get, I want you to dream. I really do. But I want you to think about what you want and, you know, use, use those things as inspiration, right? And, and, and get the idea of what's possible and then put your nose to the grindstone and give your customers what they're buying. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And if we can do yeah. that, then that's consistently. That, yes. Yes. And so if we can close all that stuff off and really, you know, your customer wants this, how do you help them get it? That's like what business boils down to, right? Because once you can help them get it, the credit card comes out and we like that part. Right. So right. yes, <laughs> we so, do like that part. We do I like, like cash that better part. Then I don't have to pay a fee, but you know, get our, I'll take a credit card. Right, 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 right. Well, if they're online, you know, obviously, that's, <laughs> yes, but, yes, but I, I just love that you're mentioning that and being so, so clear about that. And in terms of, uh, you know, I just want to ask you, how do you sell your products? I know you have a website. Tell us a little bit about what the business model is and who the customers are well we started um just by word of mouth and with a brochure and an informational website and then um somebody said oh you should do a craft show and i honestly had never been to a craft show before i appeared at one (laughs) selling my stuff which is i don't recommend that but um, (laughs) that's how i did it and um so we started doing craft shows then we turn our our online website into an online store um and then you know we caught um a crazy break where a hotel was interested mm-hmm. in us providing them with guest room amenities mm-hmm. and it was a hundred room hotel. And we, I wasn't, I didn't realize I was speaking with the general manager, um, when I was, and that turned into something that really bumped our business up. We started buying, uh, ingredients in bulk and got, you know, cutters and all of those things. I was using a machete before that. So, um, you know, that was just good fortune. And, oh, I uh, love that. Lynn, tell, tell you said that the opportunity was not expected. Like, were you at a meeting? Were you at a show and the owner of the, the location just happened to come up? Tell us how yeah. that happened. I, it, Emma's friends, um, I, I hadn't planned on starting Emma's friends until Emma got into kindergarten when I had the idea. Um, and But, you know, life is as it is. And people heard about it and they said, well, we want to buy it now. And I said, well, we're building a house and we're transitioning into kindergarten. And, and they're like, but we want to buy your stuff. So um, we went ahead and, and did it. And that was in January of 2008 we started. And then we went, Emma went into a feeding program for five weeks. We spent every day in a feeding program. But I came back every night and I filled orders. And, um, and these, this group of women business owners had heard about us and they asked us to speak at their luncheon and the luncheon was held at this hotel. And I didn't realize that the general manager had come in and heard me speak about our mission and our purpose. And then I had brought some goods to sell and he bought some things. And then we were invited back for their Christmas event. So that was in April and we came back in December and he approached me at that time. And I asked him how his hands were cause he said he had rough hands and what could we do for it? And mm-hmm. And then he said, you know, can you make these smaller and are they natural? And Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, we cut it by hand. We can do whatever size you want. And then he he gave me his business card and it said general manager. And I went, oh, 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 okay. And then he said, I'm going to have our purchasing officer call you. And I said, okay. And went home and thought nothing else really about it because I thought, yeah, yeah, you're going to call me. Well, he called me. Not only did he call me, he sent me their previous order forms from the company that they were using and said, this is what we order. This is how frequently we order. This is the price that we're paying. We really want you to supply us with our goods. Wow. So that was... That was just crazy. That's Lynn, how, you how know, do you plan for that? You don't. And see, oh my gosh, this is such a wonderful thing that you're sharing because it shows that it, what what we were saying earlier, which is you have a plan, but your plan starts to unfold as you execute the plan you thought you had, <laughs> right? So an right. opportunity came along because you showed up. You showed right. up with an idea of what you wanted to do. 
And then an opportunity came along that was different from what you had in mind, but now you can tweak your plan. Mm -hmm. And instead of getting a dining room table for our new house, we got a soap cutter. See, <laughs> see, and, the, and then the soap cutter is going to eventually, if it hasn't already, pave the way for you to get the dining room table. <laughs> so, we did. It was about yes. five years later and we got a dining room table. Yes, yeah. yes. But, but it, it, it is just crazy. And that's how we, we actually started Emma's Friends with the furniture money that I had saved up for the new house. And so I still have the old sofa. I haven't gotten awesome. a new sofa yet. But, you know, that'll come. Oh, that yeah. is just, I, I love that encouraging word to um, just leave people with the idea that um, when, when you do these things, you don't always know what's going to happen. And we just had a guest recently who almost said the exact same thing. We went to a show. She called it a train wreck. And yeah. <laughs> the next thing she knew, she had a big, huge wholesale order um, yeah. that flowed from from showing up there. So you just never know um, what is going to happen when you show up with your best face, your best foot forward. And you're obviously doing that every day and it's paying off. So you do, you do wholesale to obviously this location and do you do others and retail as well? Do you still do shows? What are, what are the different ways that you sell the products? We do. So we have our online store. Um, we supply the hotel with their hundred rooms. We also supply their spa and their gift shop with um, wholesale products. We also make stuff for their locker rooms. They're a golf course, so they have locker rooms for their wow. folks there. Awesome. Um, we, we sell other stores who sell our products. Uh, we still do juried craft shows. And someday, you know, we, we've weaned them back. We used to do about 17. Then we took it down to 13. Now mm -hmm. we're down to about six. Mm -hmm. And um, I still hear from people, you know, oh, we miss you at the show. And as soon as I start explaining to them, look, you know, things have changed with Emma and she wants us around. And they know that that's the basis for our business is, right. you know, um, it's focused around that that need. But they can still and buy your products. So they, they can. can and yeah. they have been fantastic. And they, they we have a store. We have we have two stores, one where we make everything and we have it's a it's a beautiful location. We're in a beautiful historic building. And then we have the other store, which was our first one, which actually is housed inside of my husband's office. We made him cough up space mm -hmm. because um, I was making up orders and bags and then people were picking them up at his office. And then it turned into a bookshelf and then it turned into, give me a room. Right, right. So, you know, he hasn't kicked me out yet and it's free rent. So it's fantastic. And it's, it's more like a kiosk and the yeah. girls in his office you know, wait on people. They right. have, there's a register and a credit card machine and everything there. So, right. um, yeah, it's been, it, the ride has been amazing. I, I, I don't think I could have planned it to be yeah. this way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and that's like part of the plans. fun. Yes. That's yeah. part of the fun. I love that your right. husband is supporting your business, obviously in so many ways, but that certainly is a great example of it. So you sell retail on your website, you have mm -hmm. wholesale to uh, this bed and breakfast and, and I guess, you know, spas and boutiques, as you said, other stores from time to time, you do your, your fairs and your markets mm -hmm. and you have the stores slash locations where mm -hmm. people can actually physically come and purchase your products. And one of those is where you make them. Correct. There you go. Look at that. Mm -hmm. So one product or one group of products, five different ways to sell them. Crazy, huh? 
It's gorgeous. I love it. <laughs> that, you know, that that is so key because, you know, you, you can't start off doing all that stuff at one time. Although I guess right. you could, you'd be a little crazy. But but if you want to go for it, but what you've done is you've added over time and you said 2008 was when you started. So it's been, you know, six years you've mm-hmm. added on and one thing has led to another. I mean, do you find that because the gentleman, the general manager at that bed and breakfast was so happy that that has actually led to other similar opportunities for people to buy your products? Um, well, they have, uh, they, our products are packaged. They wanted our uh, logo prominently displayed on the packaging. So that has led to online orders for us from guests. There you go. And yeah. And then the crazy, crazier thing to me is that guests have actually driven to our store from all over. Um, we're in Pennsylvania. They've come in from Connecticut and Maryland. We've had people coming down from Maine to go to Florida and they'll reroute to come visit us. It's just, it's unbelievable. It's just crazy to me that people would go out of their way to find us like that and, and come in and visit. It's so a destination it's been, location now. Yeah. And you wouldn't know it from our little bitty town that we'd be a destination. And it's made the Chamber of Commerce very happy that people come through right. um, to see us. But it, it has been, it's been an amazing ride. Well, and it's Tamaqua, Pennsylvania, for anybody who doesn't know. And, you know, I have to tell you that um, you were recently featured um, on a television show in your local area. And the picture of you and your beautiful daughter, Emma, stole my heart. Um, And I wish I was like, I want to come to Tamaqua so I can tune in because I I couldn't watch it. I remember tweeting like, if you're there, you have to watch this show (laughs) because I can't see it. And how did things go with that? That was um, amazing. Our friends were there and they were wrapping and packaging soap. I wish we could have had more for them to do on camera. Um, But we we had a limited amount of time with our schedule with them. Um, And it was it was just another customer thing. Our customers have been amazing. Mm -hmm. They have been our marketing piece. They have you know, we have a we have a lady who will take her bath bombs to her kids soccer events and hand them to people. So you have to try these, you know, this is an amazing little company and we just love them. And, um, but somebody submitted our name to the, um, Pennsylvania cable network. So it aired all over PA. They have like a 10 million viewership, um, Mm -hmm. segment. And so anyone in Pennsylvania could have viewed it and they came, um, it just they just called us up out of the blue and said someone has submitted your name to be covered for a walking tour, a manufacturer's walking tour, and we'd like to come up and visit you. Wow. And I Amazing. said, cool, but can you come in like two months? Because we're rebanding right. and repackaging everything. <laughs> and they were very gracious. And they said, yeah, it'll probably take us a little while to get it together. Um, you know, give us a call when you're done. And I said, oh, thank you so much. Oh, good. And they were they were fantastic. And we've we've had a lot of fun with it. We've had people come in from Harrisburg because we're in the Northeast. We're about an hour and a half away from Harrisburg. And people come in from different regions of the area saying, you know, we saw you on TV and we wanted to come in and people online, online orders and um, new Facebook likes and comments. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And that was just, that was just this past Sunday. I know. I remember at six o'clock PM because I was trying to figure out if there was any way for me to see it, but we're trying to get the rights. So apparently we'll, we should be able to buy the rights to yes. it. And if so, then we can put it up online and share it with people. Yes. So, so Lynn, you've talked a, a little bit about how your customers and friends help in the business. Do you have employees? Do you have uh, other than you who makes the products? 
At this point, I am the primary maker, and that's part of the conundrum because mm-hmm. I am the cog in the wheel at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I get those SOPs in place, yes, we will be putting more people into the manufacturing process. We there have people go. that we got a piston filler this year. Pneumatic Congratulations. Yes, yes. It's beautiful. I almost kiss it every day when I walk in. <laughs> and that has really made life beautiful. Excellent. Um, so we can pour a whole bunch of product in there and then yeah. somebody else fills. I don't have to be the teapot anymore. Which yes. Is yeah. So you can train other people to do some of the things that you were doing and that will free you up. Yes, to, and it to already do more has. things. Yes. 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 So we're have people now filling products. We yeah. got a little labeling machine. We got yes. our labels printed this year. Yes. So we're trying to get me out of the equation so that more yeah. people can come in and we can continue to grow and as friends. Right. And it helps it, it's not just even physical help too, right? It frees up your brain space. Oh my gosh. And the energy and the creativity in your head to be able to focus on, on the, you know, some other things. So more can get done and you can not have to split yourself into so many different pieces. I'm just so inspired and encouraged by your whole entire story and um, just love to see your, your daughter thriving because of some, you know, some tough decisions that you made and congratulations to you on everything. Thank you. That's very kind of you. We're very blessed, you know? Yes. Well, you're, you're doing a fantastic job and we certainly want to know if we want to buy something right now, what website do we go to? <laughs> you go to www.emmasfriends.com. Okay. Well, we will be showing up there. Everybody, did you hear that? Emmasfriends.com. Soaps and lotions, all handmade to Maqua, Pennsylvania. Look it up online so that you can swing by because it's not too far from Washington, D.C. where I visit. <laughs> frequently when I'm home. I've been to Harrisburg quite a few times and the ride isn't that bad. So um, you might see me showing up there one day. That would be a beautiful day. (laughs) I would love that. I would love that. Lynn, thank you so much. Continued success with your business. And I look forward to talking with you again soon. Thank you. And best to everyone else as well. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that time with Lynn Elko of Emma's Friends Soaps and Lotions. I think it's time for our road trip to Pennsylvania, don't you? I've got to figure out how to work that in. Now, it's time for our question of the week, and it comes from Toriana Brown of Rafa Natural in Surprise, Arizona. And Toriana says, I have started a crowdfunding campaign, but I have not had any success, and I'm looking for suggestions. Toriana, that is a great question. A recent report I discovered online said that in 2013, an estimated 5.1 billion billion was crowdfunded online. So there's definitely some opportunity here. Having said that, there's an art to making this work I've discovered. Now, I had a conversation recently with an entrepreneur whose first crowdfunding campaign failed miserably. But a few months later, he initiated a new one, and it was a great success. His project was funded in a matter of a few days. So there's a combination of different factors that will make these things work. But here are three of the most significant things he shared with me. The first, he didn't ask for an outrageous sum of money. One of the things he learned was that in his first campaign, he just asked for too much money the first time. And the second time, he brought it down to a reasonable number. So the point being is that if people see that your number's too high, they'll think it's not realistic and it won't be attainable, right? And everyone wants to be a part of a success. So 
if other people see that the number's too high and it's not likely that it will be reached, even if the product is great or it's a worthy cause, they're not as likely to contribute because at the end of the day, they probably won't be a part of something that's successful because it's just too much money to raise in a short period of time. The second thing that he suggested is to make sure your profile is really, really appealing. Now, of course, you, you know, you need to have a picture of yourself, you need to have your story there, why the product you're launching or the service you're launching is so important. But what he did was on his profile at his crowdfunding site, he had a picture of him and his wife together and a description of their family and how he had the idea for the product that he wanted funding for and how he thought it would change people's lives and the difference that it would make um, just in the industry that he participated in if he could get this project funded. And um, it, he said that it went a long way toward establishing a personal relationship with the people who came to his page. And that leads us to point number three that he made, which is it's really important to stay in regular touch with the friends and fans who've donated to your campaign. So once you've established that personal connection through the profile and someone donates, then you can use the tools that are set up in the dashboard area of your crowdfunding site to stay in touch with the people that have supported your campaign. So you can send them periodic updates on how things are going, how much money's been raised, um, what are the additional new products that people can perhaps get if they donate, make it easy for people to share the opportunity with their friends and remind them in the update, hey, you know, you can share this with your friends on Facebook, click here. We make it really easy for you to do that. So you're making it easy for them to share, and you're also letting them know that you care about them even after the fact, right? They've already donated money. You still care about keeping them updated on how your business plan is going. So those are my tips for you, Toriana. I hope they're helpful, and good luck with your campaign. And if you have a question you'd like to ask me about small business success, just go to IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash question, and you can post it there, or you can just open up the podcast for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash seven and scroll to the bottom and you'll see the opportunity to send a question there at the bottom. If we ask your question on the show, we're going to link to you in the website and of course mention your business in the podcast as well. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Indie Business Podcast. And if you did, won't you help us spread a little bit of the love? You can just go to IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash love and you can get your friends to get a little tweet, really easy, just click one button. Once you click IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash love, we make it really easy for you to click. If you're logged into Twitter, it's simple. Just click one button, and you can let people know that you enjoy our show. We really appreciate that. And if there's anything we can do in, to improve it for you and make it better, please use the contact page at IndieBusinessNetwork.com to let us know what you think. Well, I'll see you on the next episode of the Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder, and create the life you love.